welcome, welcome. This is our one year uh, of podcasting. This is No Clue Podcast. Welcome back. I'm one of your hosts, Tyler. I'm Mike. Yeah, man. One full year. We're here. 365. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Um, we got a lot to talk about. You want to get right into the draft? Yeah, let's start with the draft first. All right, cool. So, what'd you like about the draft? Um, what'd you well, see? I, I watched it right off the bat. I actually, like, watched the first 20 picks, I think. Mm-hmm. Dude, I, I honestly don't understand why they televise this shit. It's so <laughs> boring. Point. My Good God. Point. Good point. And, like, I'm sitting there, and, and I understand if you're, you know, a basketball, like, just you just live and breathe basketball, and you know all these picks. Th- then it's a little more interesting. And I knew that, you know, the top, like, 10, 15 guys. Mm-hmm. But, man, it's just such a boring event. They like their their previews of all the players are out of control. Like every comparison was a reach. <laughs> every comparison? I didn't think it was. Not every comparison, but after like after I think Hunter, who are DeAndre Hunter is going to be Kawhi Leonard. That was over the top. You know it's. There's a couple yeah. other ones that were just insanity to me. Um, but, yeah, man, and they, they the way they, like, interview, and it's such, they ask, like, the same questions, and you yeah. can tell the guys really don't, like, if I'm getting drafted, I don't want to give a fucking interview. Like, I just want to enjoy my time. Right, yeah. And I feel bad for them. They all have to say the same shit or how thankful, how blessed they are. Like, dude. It's the same shit that everybody fucking says. <laughs> so boring. <laughs> okay, yeah. I feel you. Um, <clears throat> uh, top three was no surprise. Uh, right. I was kind of hoping just to just to make it crazy uh, that maybe the Memphis would have took somebody random or, the, you know, how the Knicks do. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, top three, you know, Zion, obviously... Morant was a great pick, considering they just moved Conley. Yeah. Um, I'm sure it was cause and effect in one way or another. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Uh, And and Barrett... Barrett seems like he's going to fit in New York. Mm -hmm. You know, what that's going to look like, I don't know, because... You don't really know if if he's going to be their top player, and he's got to carry, you know the Knicks to another 25 wins. Right. Uh, or if they land somebody in free agency. So it's like, you know, I, I believe Barrett's going to be, be able to score. Mm-hmm. Um, but you get into it after that, uh, a lot of the picks were, were kind of surprising to me. Okay. Uh, Hunter was an interesting choice, and... Atlanta did move up to take the fourth pick from New Orleans. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Hunter, it seemed like, was somebody they were trying to get. Yeah, it seems like they they wanted him before someone else got him, yeah. Yeah, and, and to be honest, looking back on it, you know, watching the top 20 guys and then kind of some of the talks about them, 
Mm-hmm. Uh, Hunter was probably the fourth best player in this draft. Okay. Uh, I, I I like his size. You know, mm-hmm. the Kawhi comparison's insane, but he does have the right size to come in and have an impact. Right. And he's kind of a flip side to uh, Collins, who's more of like an energy athlete kind of big. Yeah. Whereas Hunter's a little more skilled. He's got a jumper. He's a little more fundamentally sound on defense. Right. Uh, it's a good pick. After that, I mean, they're all, you know, five and beyond can all be questioned in some way. Mm-hmm. Uh, like Darius Garland's coming into a losing situation. He's, I'll be impressed if he breaks through that. Yeah, and then also him being, like, is, was he drafted to be a backup or was he drafted to move someone else to a backup or is... He gonna be a two? Is Sexton gonna be a two? It's just a that's a Dude, weird situation. Yeah, they they had the audacity, and I think this was Woj, uh, but he reported like right before they took him that they have like this this plan of having a backcourt of of Sexton and Garland. It had the audacity to compare that to Portland. To Portland. Wow. Yeah, I was like, dude, y'all are out of control. Right, Sexton can't shoot at all, <laughs> and the, <laughs> compared to the second best shooting backcourt in the league. Yeah, dude, okay. I, I honestly, I didn't even get a chance to see Garland play. Yeah, uh, a lot of the hype I heard about him was already towards the end of the season, mm-hmm. uh, and at that point, he was already hurt. He was hurt after five games into the season. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. What'd you think? Um, I I don't really have anything to add, man. I I thought Culver was interesting, especially with the trade. A now. nice pick, yeah. I like him in Minnesota. Yeah, I don't know what Minnesota's gonna do, man. It's hard, based off the picks and their free agents that they're looking at. Is I don't really know what's going on with them. Um, I thought the Wizards had a good draft. I like Kobe White going to the Bulls. I thought that was a good pick. Um, for where they were, uh, it's just when I look at it and I look at the picks and I think, man, could someone after them have went? I think it was. I think everything makes sense to me, pretty much. It's like, okay, after Kobe White, there's no real point guards. Mm, you know, there's not a lot of point guards left, so I understand why the Bulls picked him. Yeah, uh, I think the Wizards picking uh, Hachimura. Was good, yeah. Um, you know, Hawks almost had to go with Reddish at that point. And Cameron Johnson, for the analyst, said he went early, but I thought that was a good pick. I I thought pretty much all the top fifteen, top fifteen made sense to me. Yeah, I I really like uh, Miami's pick, uh, Tyler Harrow. Yeah. Like he's like I said, all these guys are kind of based off potential. Yeah. But Miami has a good organization. Uh, this guy has good size. I think he's like six, what six, maybe. Yeah, he's pretty big. Yeah. Uh, he can knock down shots, which surprisingly they have not had enough of in the in the last several years. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I, I think he could help them out. He reminds me a little bit of a. Uh... And this isn't like a shot, but of Sam Decker a little bit. Mm. He kind of has that, uh, um, 
random athleticism kind of game. Yeah, he's, he's a little really more of an at, like he's a little more of a guard. Yeah, yeah, he, than Decker well, is. He was in college, but you know, I don't know if he will be in the league. I I don't I don't know if his ball handling is good enough for an NBA guard. You know, or defense. But that's the thing. Miami has a, a number of playmakers already. Yeah. So he's he's in a good spot to kind of to have the chance to figure out what his NBA game is really going to look like. Right. You know, a number of these other guys are going to have to. They're either just they're going to be thrown into the game in random times, and they're not going to really have a role, and they're just going to be asked to you know contribute. Right. So. But yeah, the, I like the reddish pick with ten too. Mm-hmm. Uh, gave Atlanta like quick depth, if anything. Yeah. You know, and Atlanta's got a number of developing players. Yeah, I mean, we both have said on here before. I think reddish is going to surprise people. I think he's better than people think he is. Not that I think he, you know, I think he got picked in the right place. But I think. Um, how the scouts describe him, I think he's a little bit better than they mm. uh, are giving him credit for. but um, And better than how he played this year. It's a tough year. For guys, uh, you know, when you look at college athletes, college, especially basketball players, you always look at how they can fit into a role. Because when you're a high school scorer, you're averaging 40 points a game or whatever. You go to college... And you average 30 points a game. That doesn't mean you're going to be a go-to scorer in the league. Yeah. And a lot of guys have a hard time going from being the go-to guy their whole life to being, like, number four or five on an NBA team. Yeah. And I think um, Reddish showed that he can go from being the number one guy on a team to being to playing his role on a team like he did with Duke. Because he pretty much did what he was supposed to. He never really went over... He never overstepped his boundaries at Duke, which yeah. um, you could say showed lack of effort or whatever you want to call it. But he was playing his role at Duke. And, um, you know, look at guys at Carmelo. Carmelo can't switch his role at all. But when you have young guys who are able to switch their role early, um, I think that shows a potential for longevity in the league. Yeah. You know, they could say, okay, well, I'll go to a different team and I have to do this now that I w- couldn't do in my last place. You know, I'm not going to be the star this time. So, and that's what a lot of guys, but I think Reddish uh, is kind of victim to that being in a system and being in a role in college where he could have been on a smaller school and been the leading scorer easily. Yeah. And Atlanta is one of those good spots where. He's going to get the chance to prove how good he is, but there's yeah. also not going to be a ton of pressure on him for not playing well. Right. Because they're just they're still figuring things out. Yeah. It is a good spot for um hey man. because they're in a rebuilding and stage. Hunter. Yeah, yeah. And they have a young um a young guard already there. So I agree it's a good spot. Yeah. He's in a good spot. I was just thinking like watching the, the the little highlight reel they had of Hunter. I was like, man, he's he could be a good fit with Collins. Yeah. Cuz they got to get out of the whole playing whatever bomb centers on the roster. <laughs> you know, Deadman. like Deadman, Len, like come on. <laughs> yeah. 
whoever else. I'm sure I'm missing a guy, but you know, like I'm not sure. I don't know who else this, is on there. The way the game is going, you can't just put a big guy out there. Big guy has to be able to fucking play. Yeah, that's what I'm starting to like about the NBA. Like, like you, there's there's no excuse to play bums anymore. Right. Like there used to be, you know, Amir Johnson like 10 years ago, Amir Johnson had a place in this league. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Like now a guy like Amir Johnson, he's not getting off the bench and for good reason. Right. So, yeah, the big guys definitely have to become more versatile or else you're not going to get a spot. Yeah. And guards have to be scoring threats. Yeah, you know Justice Justice Winslow like just barely uh, scraped by when he first got in the league. <laughs> Justice Winslow, wow. <laughs> yeah, you're right. But uh, I mean, yeah, this draft wasn't like you know too surprising. None of the picks were insane because yeah. I did I did want Phoenix to take a point guard and not a. You know, an average college athlete point guard mm-hmm. that they took later on, right? Um, but they didn't really have a pick to to get a point guard, like you said. Chicago took the last like really good one, yeah, or potentially so. Right. Yeah. Did you have anything surprising from round two? Um, as far as what? Just something that you actually noticed or something that you were just thrown off by. I know Bol Bol got picked kind of late. Were you, did you expect him to go earlier? Um, yeah, but he, I understand because he was hurt really bad. So I get it. It's hard to take a chance on a guy who's as big and has that little bit of weight that gets hurt often. Yeah. I get that. So I'm not that surprised. I was surprised... I'm surprised Kyle Guy got drafted. Um, <laughs> that whole that championship backcourt was just shocking to me that, that they both got drafted. Oh well, yeah. Just, now that you mention it, well, that wasn't second round. I'm shocked Ty Jerome got drafted in the first round. Crazy. In the first round, he got drafted before Kyle Guy. <laughs> That's Dude, he, surprising. He got drafted like he was a lock to play in the league. Yeah, he did, yeah. Like, dude, Phoenix has no real point guard. So if if he comes to training camp and all he has to do is honestly not suck. Yeah. Like, if he comes in there and he makes the play when, you know, you need him to, doesn't turn the ball over too much, doesn't get fucking worked by whoever else is fighting for a guard spot. Somebody's going to work. Isaiah Cannon's going to work. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, dude, Jerome... Jerome impressed me every time I watched him last year, so I'm giving him the benefit of the doubt. Jerome will, yeah, well, I don't know. I'm not saying he's going to, like, you know, change the Suns. No, I know you're not. But I could see him playing. I could see him playing, but not for a long. not saying much. Yeah, on the Suns, I could see pretty much anyone who got drafted playing. Yeah. That's the, yeah, whatever. Um... Jordan Bone from Tennessee. I was surprised he got drafted. Um, it was the 57th pick, but I was surprised, which is cool. I'm glad he did. You know, shout out to the. Even though I'm saying I'm surprised these guys got drafted, I'm not saying that they 
shouldn't have been drafted. Yeah. But just with how the draft was going, I didn't think they were going to fit in. Um. Uh, that's really it, I think. Uh, Carson was a nice pickup for Boston. Yeah, for sure. Uh, good insurance pick if, you know, because they, they do have the potential to lose their backcourt or both of their point guards. Right. They probably will, matter of fact. Right. Uh, but another pick I randomly liked, and I, I saw him maybe like twice, but Terrence Mann seems like a really good fit for the Clippers. Yeah, I agree. He's got great size. Uh, shooting, you know, the Clippers. All the Florida State guys play Clipper basketball. Yes, really. exactly. I'm like, dude, all he has to do is come in there, crash the fuck out the boards, defend and not do dumb shit on offense, and he'll be fine. The Clippers are like a full team of microwave badge players. <laughs> right. <laughs> Spark plug badge players. Yeah. And that's exactly what he is. Yeah, he's a good pickup for them, for sure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's going to I think he'll get minutes right away too. Yeah, I believe it. Yeah. You know Gallinari's going to miss time. <laughs> he is. Yeah, he is. <laughs> um, let's see. I hope the Hornets had a good draft. Underrated draft, but they I think they had a good one. PJ um, Washington. Yeah, and um Cody Martin, the twin from uh, Nevada. Mm. It's pretty good. Yeah, good 6-7 scorer. Um, I don't know if either of them will get a lot of minutes because Hornets have a weird... Dude, that's the... Th- Hornets, I mentioned this to you about Portland. Yeah. That, like, you, is a developing young player. Yeah. Portland and Charlotte are two places where you do not want to go. Right. Because the way that it's run, it's like... You're going to have one night where you touch the ball five times the whole game. Mm-hmm. And then another night where you're going to be asked to make down-the-stretch plays or end-of-shot-clock plays. There's no consistency with what you're doing. Yeah, and you know, it's hard to figure out what direction they're trying to go in. Yeah. I don't know if they're rebuilding or if they're winning or winning now or winning later. I don't know what they're doing, you know? Purgatory. Right, yeah, they are for sure. Yeah, until Kimba makes a decision, you know, a tough decision. But there's a lot of trades this draft. I think I feel yeah. like this is more trades than I've seen. That's true. We we snuck around and got fucking Jonathan Simmons off the random. Right. And along with Schofield, I was like, man, that's two good players to pick up because Schofield's a guy who, if he's a consistent enough shooter. Yeah. Uh, he's going to play right away. For sure, yeah. I think he can definitely be a really good defender in the league, too. Yeah. A versatile defender because he's so strong. Him and, him and Hunter have a similar build. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Hunter was a little, little more of a scoring, a little more of a consistent scoring threat. Yeah. Especially in bigger games. Yeah. Uh, but, dude, I like Schofield's game. Yeah, me too. Yeah. And Simmons <laughs> is a guy who... You know, the Wizards have, have lacked, like, an athletic wing guy. You know, Otto mm-hmm. left, and, you know, Otto was not that athletic. Oubre left, which was, you know, I don't want to even get into how stupid that was. 
He left and started averaging like 23 uh, points a game for the Suns. Yeah, but hopefully Simmons could come in and contribute. Yeah, yeah. Like, I just want I just want to have a consistent roster. Right. Like, I don't like that there's a new guy playing like every five games. Like, that, that shows me that your roster is not complete. Yeah, you guys, the Wizards are another team that I, it's hard to figure out what their plan is. I'm not sure what direction they're trying to go in yeah. either. Uh, I think we'll see though this year probably with these the two good draft picks and a good trade. I think we'll see. I think they're going to make another good trade too for the <laughs> before the season starts. Hopefully they do. I I did see that. Um, well, we'll finish the draft first. What else about the draft do you want to talk about? Uh, no, that's it. Honestly. Um. Celtics also got Grant Williams from Tennessee. I thought that was a pretty underrated pickup because he's basically he plays a lot like the guys that they bring in for no reason. Some games, yeah. Um, what's his name? Uh, Yabusale or whatever. <laughs> yeah. What's the <laughs> thick dude's name? <laughs> Ojale. Ojale, yeah. Ojale and Yabusale, whatever. Yeah, yeah. I know what you're talking about. Yeah. He plays like them already, and he's stronger, better rebounder. He's like a, he has like big baby Davis kind of, um, yeah, game to me, which wouldn't work on every team, but I think would work on the Celtics. Yeah, that's that's the key, man. It just like we could do the same shit that the fucking ESPN was doing, where we could just like talk about which of these guys is has a good ceiling and what can they do potentially. Yeah, but a lot of it is going to come down to who they're playing with and just the overall fit with the team. Yeah, and uh, the organization's confidence in them, you know. Yeah, because some some guys, you know, the first team they go to in the role isn't the right role, and the organization says, you know what, man, we this is this isn't it. We don't want you anymore. Yeah, and then they go blossom somewhere else. It happens all the time. It does. So I mean, if they. Uh, they got to find that right place. And i that's what I think was a good job in this draft so far in the first, especially the first 15. It seems like everyone who got drafted is usable on their team, yeah. except for Garland. <laughs> but everyone else <laughs> seems like... Dude, Cleveland could have took anybody and I would have said the same shit, honestly. Well, I, I, it just doesn't make sense to draft two at the same position in a row. That's the only the only reason why I say yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, I, I see what you mean. Everyone else though was actually missing the position that got drafted, other than the Cavs. It seems like so. Um, I think the early draft picks are definitely going to get time because I think they were definitely necessary on all their teams. Uh, so yeah, man, I'm, pick I'm excited one, for the season. Pick one for rookie of the year right now. Obviously, after summer league, we'll we'll probably pick again. But <laughs> I'm picking Zion for rookie of the year, man. I mean, yeah, it's it's hard, it's hard for me to imagine uh, anybody doing more than Zion right off the bat. One or two, Zion or Ja. Yeah, it might be a a race. I would them. I would fucking love for, and I love when this. I love the Donovan Mitchells. The yeah. fucking late, all the late picks, man. I love when they turn up. You see any late picks that you think is, um... No, I don't. 
I think if <laughs> I think Carson Edwards could go crazy if uh, they lose both guards, but I don't think it's gonna happen. But I think he could just because he's that kind of scorer. But yeah, it, not crazy enough to get Rookie of the Year though. That's what I'm saying. He's got to be out there for thirty plus minutes. Oh, to, to go crazy like that's tough. We're forgetting one Rookie of the Year candidate. Michael Porter Jr. <laughs> oh well, yeah. I mean, I don't <laughs> not think in the draft, but he's a rookie. yeah, yeah. I don't think he'll get it just because Denver's too stacked. Uh, they needed a small forward a lot of games this year. I mean, that's fair. But do you see Porter Jr. coming in and like you already have Jokic who does it all? Uh, you mean like him getting over 20 points a game? Right. I don't think he's going to be able to do that more than maybe like five times. Oh, we'll see. It, uh, it would yeah, be exciting. So. He's got to be a playmaker. He can't just be like a guy who's out there. Yeah. I, I definitely want to see him. Man, I, I just I don't even know how he's going to play. I, I just want to see it. I need to see yeah. it. Yeah. Uh, but I'm not going to sleep on him for having a chance at it because he has a good team that they move the ball well they have a everybody yeah. eats kind of game so yeah. he never he could have a really good average mm-hmm. he could get a 16 points a game average which is a really good rookie average um but i think zion will win it just off the highlights really i think zion he yeah man he not even have that great of a that's what i'm line. saying he's gonna average he could average like 18 and 8 you know, I mean, like, what's the, the Phoenix guy who had a good year? Uh, Aiton. Yeah. Aiton didn't average insane numbers. Right, no. But Zion, you know, he's going to be on Center every other night. Right. So it's just going to have so much more. And, and the Pelicans, are whether they win 50 games or 20 games. Right. They're going to be on TV. And they should be. They deserve to be. Yeah. And Aiton averaged 16 and 10. You know, which is great for a rookie. Right. Fantastic for a rookie. And, um, but I think Zion may do that and he'll be rookie of the year because he'll have, like you said, a highlight play every night for Sports Center top 10, probably every other game. If, if him and Lonzo don't have like at least five to 10 cool, like lob plays or, you know, give and go plays. <laughs> Him and Lonzo? <laughs> I don't, I'm never talking about Lonzo's bum ass as a passer again. Uh-huh. Like, even if he's a fucking backup, dude, Lonzo should be able to get some fucking dimes with the 285-pound guy who can jump over anybody. Right. Yeah, I got you. All right, um, I don't have anything else to say about the draft. Yeah, I mean, Summer League will be interesting. Uh, I think Barrett and Zion are set to face off in the first game. Uh, okay. Uh, oh, you know what else? Um, I think Kobe White could have a really, really good year. I, I think he could have an underrated year. But he I don't think his team needs him as much as Ja and Zion do. Yeah. So they probably would be more... They may have more of a green light. Because, you know, playing with Zach Levine is, you know, is different. Because he handles the ball so often. But I think Kobe White could have a really good year. I, I think he might be um, all rookie first team guard. 
You know my issue with Chicago is you remember all the like the random fucking shit that was coming from from that team last year, like the weird beef they had with the coach. Yeah. And and like stuff like that. Yeah. That that to me is a bad sign. I hope I'm wrong because I feel like if I'm wrong, Chicago can be really good next year. Mhm. Cuz we thought they were going to be good this year and all yeah. that drama happened. Yeah, man, but like that to me just shows no leadership. Mm-hmm. And and I hope that's always tough for a rookie to come into. Yeah, it is. Unless yeah. you're Zion, unless you're you know LeBron, these insane transformative players who just change the whole league. Uh-huh. Uh It's gonna be tough to overcome those like ten bad games in a row, and all of a sudden the whole team is bitching for who needs the shots and and who needs the ball and oh the coaching sucks like. That's tough, man. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Yeah, yeah. Ho- hopefully, um, hopefully they get it together. Whatever it is. Yeah, yeah. They have a good, good roster, man. They do. Yeah, they do. Thank God, by the way, for uh, I, I don't know if it's his dad, but that's been releasing Levine's like workout videos, little <laughs> yeah. clips of him doing like athletic training. Yeah. Like, dude, what a go. Like, the shit he does is so, like, out there, so random. Mm-hmm. I, it I, is. I was like, dude, I, no wonder this guy leaps out of the fucking gym. I like his workout videos, by the way. Yeah. They're, they're pretty dope. All right, let's talk about some uh, free agency stuff. You want to start with the Wizards? <laughs> um, No. Let's talk about, uh, did we talk about Conley? It's, no, no, wait, wait, wait. It's quick. It's quick. So they, um, Jabari Parker, right? They, uh, he opted, did he opt out or they opted out of his team option? Uh, I'm not sure, uh, to be honest. Well, they have been talking about, uh, restructuring it to get him back. Maybe with just less pay because it was a $20 million option. Um, so. Maybe. I mean, I, I don't mind having him at a discount, you know. I mean, he hasn't proven he can stay healthy, so he doesn't really deserve more than, like, five ten million. Right. Uh, yeah. and, and I've criticized him before. I need to see him playing on both ends. And he's got to be playing the whole time he's out there. Yeah, I, I wish he would, like, pick a game on offensively. Because, like, I don't know what he's good at. You know what I mean? Yeah, and he doesn't like that's the that's exactly the problem with his game is when you don't know what you're good at, you end up just kind of trying shit. <laughs> that's exactly what he does, right? Yeah, dude, he takes these weird like he gets like random isolations from time to time and he takes like the worst mid-range shots. Yeah, he does. And he's a capable shooter, so he makes them, you know, every now and then. Right. Uh, and then he'll even have, like, the, that fluke game of, you know, he hit a number of jumpers, so you think he should be shooting the ball. And he really shouldn't be. Right. To me, he's a he should be a rebounding machine. He should be dominating smaller guys. He's a transition freak if you watch him sprint up and down the court. Yeah, yeah, he's a horse. Dude, he has insane speed for a 6'10 guy. Yeah, and for how thick he is, he, you know. Yeah, man. Uh, he's I mean, good acceleration. I just hope he stays healthy first and foremost. 
I'd rather criticize him playing like shit, but you know it's been tough because he's been missing so much time. I remember his draft comparison was Carmelo. <laughs> wow. Yeah, dude. Once they went to Kawhi with Hunter and, and Chauncey, what's crazy is Chauncey and every fucking comparison had to like qualify with a like like relax on actually comparing the two. But this right. is what his like top ceiling can look like. Yeah, that was kind of crazy. The yeah, I'm not comparing how they play, but right. he, he's built like this guy. Or like, I'm not comparing. <laughs> You know, it like, was dude, weird all the time. Hunter's built like LeBron. That doesn't mean he's gonna be LeBron. Like, <laughs> right? Yeah, I'm with you on that. That was kind of crazy. It was. It's just weird. Darius Garland um, is gonna be Damian Lillard. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> it's so disrespectful. It's like that. Like they had that stretch from I want to say like 20, 2010, 2011 to maybe like twenty sixteen. Uh-huh. Where all these phenom players were like the next LeBron. Yeah, it was like LeBron and Carmelo. Like everyone was compared to one or the other every time. Dude, like you don't you don't get a Carmelo every year. You don't get a LeBron every year. Like that's right. Zion has been well. Maybe Blake before was kind of you know a god coming out of college. He was yeah. Uh, but that happens once every fucking seven eight years. And the only player they've ever been remotely right with the LeBron thing is Ben Simmons. That was last year. (laughs) Yeah. That's the closest they've ever been right so far. And that's only because Simmons has proved to be a capable NBA player. Right. Like, he hasn't shown that he's actually LeBron. He just hasn't been a fucking bust. Right. And he's, he's proved to be, like, a good passer. That's it. Yeah. All right, moving on from the Wizards. Uh, what were you going to say about Conley? Uh, did we get a chance to talk about it last time? Uh, I don't know. We could talk about it again. Whatever. Uh, Conley got traded. Yeah, I, I like it. For Crowder and Grayson Allen? And yeah. who else? Um, I want to say a pick, maybe? I feel like it was one more player. Maybe not. Yeah, picks. Okay. Yeah, I think it was two other picks. Who cares? <laughs> right. Yeah. Um, okay. Dude, I, I love it. It's it's a really good move. Uh, they got him surprisingly cheaper than I thought they would in terms of the players they had to give up. Mm-hmm. Uh, like, I really thought maybe uh, favors would be gone. Maybe even uh, Ingles might get thrown in there. Cause, Who? Because Ingles. Oh, uh, yeah. Because Conley is a is a, a good player, man. He is, yeah. And, and I feel like Memphis could have gotten more for him. I agree. But it's just I mean, it's, it's as simple as it's an upgrade at the position. Like, at the end of the day, every offseason you go into, the dream is to upgrade every position that you need to upgrade. Yeah, or at least one. Yeah. Every year, and, for sure. And, I mean, look, Rubio's a solid player. I'm not saying he's not a starter. Like, he had some great moments in Utah, too. Mm-hmm. I mean, he outplayed Westbrook the year before oh, this past one. Corver was the third. Oh, right, Corver. Yeah. And you said he outplayed who? Uh, Westbrook a couple years ago. Yeah, yeah. 
But mm-hmm. like Conley is just—he's everything, and what he lacks in passing, he makes up for in every other scoring area. Yeah, and his leadership. Right, and dude, like Mitchell is gonna flourish playing with Conley for sure. Yeah, another threat. Right, Rubio Con- had games where he's really not a threat. You know. Yes, and you can't. You have to keep the defense honest. Like they, if you. If you have the defense going under on every single screen, you're limited. Yeah. You're limited to, you know, if you notice this last couple years, Rubio has to, like, draw hella fouls to have big scoring games. Yeah, he does. So, Conley, like, dude, you're, you're backing off of Conley. He's draining it. Mm-hmm. And Conley's clutch, too. Like, he's proven to be clutch. And he runs the break. Yeah, well. like he knows exactly how to play in every way. And you know, he's just a great a great leader for a team that really isn't that talented. And I think he's gonna be he's gonna be able to bring talent out of some of these guys for yeah. sure. Royce O'Neal might even you know, have a better year. Yeah, I out believe of nowhere. Um if any, is that it'll all they got up, was coming? Uh I think so. Okay. But if anything, it'll open up pick and rolls with Gobert a little bit more. Yeah. You know what I mean? If you think about it, Rubio and Gobert should never run a pick and roll. (laughs) Right. Because Rubio can only do one thing. He can only drive and, like, he can't shoot it. And then Gobert can only roll. Mm -hmm. So both of them are, like, you already have kind of a preset way of stopping them. But Conley's going to eat through that shit. Yeah. Uh, it's gonna be fun to watch Conley on that team for sure. I I will say they're they're a playoff team, but mm-hmm. they can't just sit on this roster and think they're gonna be fine. No, they need one more All Star, in my opinion, All Star caliber player. I would I would actually say they need two bench like two bench like scorers. And I I'm don't like to, I don't like to say scores because you know as a bench guy it's tough to be like there's not a lot of Lou Williams out there. You're saying like a CJ Miles? Yes. Yeah. A guy who knows what to do when he gets the ball. Yeah. Like they can't play, you know, whoever played backup point guard for them last year, Exum. Like think <laughs> think about it. They at one point their backup Raul Nato. Yeah, like dude, their backup squad is either Neto or Exum, which is an automatic fucking L. Yeah. Corver, who's thirty too old, whatever he is. And is only good if he's has an open three. Right. Yeah. Crowder, who you lost, who is who is a good player. He was a good backup. Yeah, but he again, he's not a guy you could just throw the ball to and ask him to score. Right. Or make a play even. No. And then Royce O'Neal, like, no thank you. Yeah, no. No, no issue with Royce O'Neal. He might be solid. He, he'll he probably he be, be better with Conley. Eighth or ninth off the bench, though. Yeah. Like six or seven. Exactly what he is. Right. Um, And then, you know, Favors used to run with the backup squad, and, and Favors is pretty limited, too, so... Apparently, um, Utah is looking into Tobias Harris and Bobby Portis. So uh, that would be interesting. Tobias on there would be fire. I mean, Tobias, dude, they could open. They played Tobias at the four. 
Ooh. They're contenders if they get to buy it, in my opinion. Yeah. And he's With, a, if he's they a get free nothing engine, else, right? Yeah, and if they lose nothing else and get Tobias, I think they're a contender. Easy. Whether he's six man or they bring favors off the bench or yeah. um even if Ingles came off the bench, I think it would just be it would add depth if they don't lose someone, if they get yeah. to just sign him straight up. Yeah, Ingles is a good uh he's not a good playmaker, but he's a capable one. Yeah. So I think he could transition to a bench role if he had to. And he can come in for multiple positions. With Mitchell, the the sixth man can be any of the top three positions, and Mitchell will just fill whichever one he's not. Yeah, he's just, Mitchell's just that kind of player. Um, if your sixth man is a two, Mitchell could play the one at times for a short amount of time. But um, yeah, man, I, I like how they're looking. I like how Utah is looking so far. They're on, on the right track. Yeah. Okay. Um. We didn't talk about who didn't get drafted. Do you want to talk about that at all? Um, Taco Fall. He got signed though, didn't he? The Celtics to Exhibit Ten, which is basically a um, uh, summer league, and they can make it a real one, but they can't. It's a guaranteed contract for a summer league and um, G League. Yeah, that's but, that's about what he deserves. I mean, yeah, he needs to prove himself a little right. more. Yeah, you, I understand. I like that the Celtics gave him a chance. I think he could, he could be you know good off the bench with some with a year of NBA training under his belt. You know, yeah. maybe a year or two. I think I could see him playing after two years of NBA training. I could yeah, see him getting some. Gotta minutes. get a little thicker. Yeah, for sure, for sure. That, that comes with the, you know, the weight management, the diet these yeah. guys have. You know. It's a lot of stuff that changes. Uh, that's really it, though. <laughs> I don't know anyone else who didn't get drafted that's worth talking about for me. Yeah, I, I didn't. Nobody caught me like nobody that I watched this past year like showed me anything crazy. Yeah, I wasn't shocked by anybody yeah. not getting drafted. Um. Okay. What other uh, free agency? Um. We can oh. talk about speaking of Boston. Uh, it's very interesting that that Al Horford apparently does not want to come back. Yeah, that's very surprising to me. Man, it's surprising to me too. But I have some theories of why. Um, and the Morris, uh, which one do they have? Marcus. Marcus. Yeah. He doesn't want to come back either. That's very interesting. The thing is, man, once a situation comes where with these role issues like they had serious shot distribution and role issues it's hard to come back from it man it is because then you're like okay well Kyrie's not here but you know coach last year was he wasn't getting it right like he wasn't doing what he was supposed to do if the coach can lose respect easy that way if he doesn't really ma- manage the balance of power on the team, he loses some of his power, you yeah. know? Um, and that's so where I, could... I, I thought Stevens did a very bad job of kind of stepping back and mm-hmm. believing, you know, similar to what Kerr does a lot of the time. You're saying Stevens shouldn't have stepped back or he no, should have? No, he shouldn't have. Okay. Because right. to me, Boston was Stevens' team. 
Mm-hmm. Like, even with Kyrie there, even with the success they had before, like, Stevens was the their main fa- the main face of that success. Because mm-hmm. a bunch of shitty players were overperforming, and they were winning a ton of games. Wow, a bunch? A number of shitty players. Or shitty to, you know, average players. Okay. I mean, dude, where is Isaiah Thomas? Oh, you're talking about back then. Yeah, where is Avery Bradley? Like, what is Avery Bradley doing now? (laughs) He's on Memphis, right? Yeah, but what is he doing in Memphis? Nothing. (laughs) He's gone to, what, like four different teams? Since Boston? Yeah. Something like that. You know, Crowder is still hanging around doing the... But Boston was his peak. Yeah. He hasn't been better since leaving Boston. Yeah. Uh... And yeah, man, like last year, he kind of took a step back and and that's where all these problems came from, I think, you know, obviously with the Kyrie stuff, but Mm -hmm. if a coach addresses that early enough, Mm -hmm. uh, like you said, if anything, he keeps respect at the very least. Yeah. Um, But it's just strange to me because I can't imagine Horford being a better fit anywhere else, honestly. And he, said, he said he might go back to Atlanta. That would be kind of fire. <laughs> it would be interesting, yeah. For sure. But I still like... I would still prefer to see him in Boston, and I have more faith that he could do work in Boston as opposed to Atlanta. Yeah. Yeah. I'm with you on that, for sure. And um, if they lose Morris, they're not even... They're not even a top four seed next year. If they lose all those guys and Morris? Yeah. If Morris, they lose... was, Morris was their third best player pretty much the whole year. Yeah, he was. Number of stretches, he was their second best player. <laughs> yeah, he was. Behind Horford. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's, right. it's weird to me how committed Boston seems to Tatum. Why? Like, it just seems like all like they didn't even let him get down this year. <laughs> like, it seemed like they were holding him back so much most of this year. Yeah, and for no reason. It's just weird because like like they seem so invested in Tatum as the future. Yeah, but yet like. He doesn't get the... uh, Like, he'll go a number of games without touching the ball much. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, there's no way Stevens is just watching, like, well, Kyrie has the ball, so we're okay. Like, no, you're fucking... Nobody else is touching the ball. Right. It it was... I thought it was weird that they were so devoted to the ball being in Kyrie's hands. Like, it's safe in his hands. And it most certainly is not... (laughs) Definitely not. Um, okay. What about have you heard the D'Angelo Russell destinations? Uh LA. Mm-hmm. Um I've no. heard Minnesota. Hmm. I've heard Phoenix, of course. And I also heard what was the other one I heard? Um uh, I heard one other place. I think I heard Boston. I heard people saying if Kyrie doesn't come, they were going to go for Russell, That's which they might as well have just traded. Yeah. But, yeah. 
My my thing is, I'm I'm scared that Russell's gonna underperform wherever he goes. Uh huh. And in a perfect world, him going to the Lakers would be fun, just because he doesn't have to do a lot. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I, Phoenix is gonna get him with the expectation that they have the best backcourt in basketball. You know what it I mean? It would be a fire backcourt. Though. It would, but like he's never gonna live up to that. Right. Uh, just he's not consistent enough. Right. He doesn't bring it ever. Like you watch him, he does not bring it every night. He's he's actually very soft, and it's very <laughs> easy for a Beverly or like any, I mean, any number of physical defenders to just take him out of the game. Right. And the Lux, like with eighty-two game seasons, this is why they're so different from the playoffs. Because mm-hmm. you you catch a number of these guys like Clay Thompson could be coming off of you know four games in six days and you catch him on that fucking fifth game he's tired he's frustrated because he's tired and not hitting shit and you get thirty points right but in the playoffs that's not happening right so like th- that's the thing with num Russell's numbers look good. And his good games were incredible, but he mm-hmm. did have a bunch of shitty games. Hey, okay, well, you pick a destination for him. Where would you think he would fit in well? Where would you like to see him? Give me three, if you can. Phoenix is one, for sure. <laughs> you just talked about why he shouldn't go to Phoenix. No, but I'm excited to see it. Oh, okay. I got I, you. I my got belief you. is that he'll underperform, but I mean, he could prove me wrong. I didn't yeah, expect I him to do what he did this past year. Right. Yeah. Me too. Right. Um, Phoenix is definitely one. I def not Minnesota. That's whack. Yeah. Uh, Boston would be great. I hate. I hate when. I don't want Minnesota to be stacked with talent and still be trash. Not again. <laughs> if mad. he goes there and it's him, it's Rose, it's um, Culver, it's uh, uh, Wiggins and Towns and. You know, they have this amazing young talent, and they don't do anything. I'm They're going to be... win 30 games max. Right. Yeah, yeah I don't know. Nah, Minnesota's don't got... Yeah, I don't know, man. They have to do something drastic. They also <laughs> need... Speaking of leadership, if Minnesota got Conley... Yeah. Ooh, that would have been a great pickup. Right. Minnesota is desperate... For some on-court leadership. Yeah, Rose is just still so hesitant to like step into that role for some reasons. Like he's scared. Yeah, of Yeah, Rose is never a good like leader kind of player. He was he was for Boston. I mean, not Boston for Chicago for a little bit. But they had so many like vets or so many just like quality players surrounding. Yeah, him. they did. Yeah, yeah. Like, he was their you know, star. Luol Deng was, was OD consistent back then. Yeah, so it was Boozer. Like, Luol Deng was a 3 and D guy who was almost making the all-star team for, like, five years. And he made it once. Yeah, it's cr- and, and Boozer, you know, I've criticized Boozer excessively, and I don't even believe it's excessive, to be honest. Mm-hmm. But Boozer's a good character guy. He never had problems anywhere he played. I which, liked Boozer. Which is wild, because he never played any fucking defense. So if I played with him for half a decade I would have been like dude what the fuck wow. is the problem shots fired 
<laughs> All right. What's your third? What are your second two? Uh, um, second and third destinations for Boston, him? definitely. Okay. Man, him and Tatum would be crazy. Yeah. And and I honestly, I would love for him to stay with the Nets. With Kyrie? Nah, fuck Kyrie. We're assuming Kyrie goes there. Oh. Uh, nah, yeah, I don't like Kyrie. You wouldn't want him on Boston with up. Kyrie either, right? Oh, no, no, no. Right. Yeah, I, I don't want Kyrie to fuck him up. <laughs> right. Um, That team's going to be so whack with Kyrie. <laughs> <laughs> If it's just Kyrie and they don't get anyone else, that's going to suck next year. <laughs> Spencer Dinwiddie is fired. They really don't need two guards. They don't. Uh, like, they have a... Uh, Harris is a quality, like, fit. He's not a starter, but he's a quality player. Yeah. You know, like... They I, needed another two guard, not another point guard. Yeah, but, um... I mean, I'll say L.A. just because it would be fun. Wow, you just picked the hit the three destinations. I mean, I don't, I don't know what pick. other options do I have. Anywhere in the league. Oh, any. Oh, I can just pick. Yeah. Oh, let That's me think about it. That's why I was like, it. "What are you talking about?" Let me think about it. Mm. I would like to see him in Indiana. I would like to see him and Oladipo together. I, w- I would like to see how that how that worked. I think it would work well, but you know, that's if Oladipo comes back. Oladipo, you know. How he played, stuff come back from that kind of injury like that. But yeah, and his seems so horrific when it happened. He didn't he have like a s- stretcher and all that. Yeah, yeah. So, um, but I would like to see Russell and um, Oladipo. I would like that backcourt. I would like um, Russell in Miami. Yeah, I would like that too. He would like that too. Cause Miami, <laughs> Miami. Right, he would. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, but Miami's got this like gritty cu- culture. Yeah, like all their guys are just like hardworking. They're mad physical. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're ready to scrap whenever. Yeah. So that'd be fun, and he's more of like a under control, uh, explosive scoring threat, which they've lacked. Right. Which they just flat out lack. Like Dragic's peak is twenty five points. <laughs> Yeah. At this point. I mean, honestly, like... If he gets much more than that, they probably lost by 20. Yeah, like Richardson, I like Richardson, but is he a guy who can drop 30? Like, no. I don't think so. No. You know, Whiteside's a fucking question mark. Adebayo is just a roll big, and I like him too, but, you know, what is he doing? No, he, and then he, their, their wings, wing and backup situations are just so fucking random. Yeah. And they make it work because Spolstra and, and Riley, they know what they're doing. Mm-hmm. But, you know, Russell like would be fun. I'd like to see him there. in uh, Detroit, low-key. I think they, would, they could use a scoring guard. They could use a, a good starting point guard. <laughs> Get Reggie out of there. <laughs> Please. And they're not, I feel like as a team, their bench isn't too bad. Or if they had... They moved all the other three starters to the bench. They'd have a fire bench. They just <laughs> they just need better starters. I don't think their team overall is like really really bad. Yeah. I just think the starting five is not a good starting five. If they add some pieces, I do. I really think Blake can uh, be a top five MVP candidate next year. For sure, he was the best power forward in the league this year, yeah. in my opinion. 
Um, if they had Russell, I would like that Russell and Blake and Andre. If they yes. ran like a horns. Yes. Oh my God. <laughs> if he picked the side, if he picked Blake's side and Blake took the high and Drummond took the low, they'd be fire on an overload. <laughs> they'd be crazy. Yeah, dude. Yeah, I would like him in Detroit for sure. I think he would like Detroit too. I think it would be a good fit for him. But I don't know when Detroit. I hope they have cap space because they need help. Dude, I'd be wishing for all these shitty teams to just have like extra fifty mil a year. They made the playoffs with the team they have. They have a great coach now. Yes. I mean, the fact that they made the playoffs with this team and Blake hobbled most of the year is is just miraculous. Yeah. And Reggie didn't even play the full season either, did he? No, he didn't. Imagine Dude, him having they a played healthy a, guard. They played a good month or two months of the season with, like, Galloway. Right. And who, I don't even know whoever else was filling in the time at that point. Yeah, like Bruce Brown. Oh, like rookie God. Yeah. Ellington was a decent pickup at the two. Um, if they had... Uh, D'Angelo Russell at the one, Ellington at the two, and figured out another three and kept the front court Reggie Jackson off the bench again, like he was in OKC. They'd be set. Yeah, but, dude, I'd, I'd have a lot of fun watching him. Yeah, we'll see. Uh, I think he's gonna be an underrated free agent move, though. Yeah. I just him and Tobias. I feel like he, like some of these teams are really gonna overpay for just a good scorer. Yeah. And with certain teams, I get it. Mm-hmm. But with some of these teams, it's like like, do you really want to put your whole franchise or you know a huge chunk of your franchise on D'Angelo Russell? No. Like he's he had a great year. Mm-hmm. But I'm like I've said, I'm not convinced that he could give me another one of those great years. Yeah, I, I think he needs help this time. For yeah, sure. he can't go on a team and be a one man show again. The rest of the league is just not going to let it happen. No way. Yeah, and that was Mitchell's problem because he had no help this year. Like everyone who played good the year he was a one man show, all of a sudden just didn't play good at all this year. And it showed in the playoffs. Yeah, it really felt like I was just watching Mitchell against the Rockets. And then Mitchell just couldn't do everything. And then when everyone else had a good game, like Mitchell couldn't have a good game. It was just weird. Just a weird dynamic. I'm glad they made changes too. But Speaking of Rockets, last last like NBA thing, and then we got to move on. Yeah, for sure. Dude, man, their relationship is beyond repair. Yeah, and then all of a sudden CP comes out and says, I will be in Houston though. I'm happy about that. <laughs> It's like I don't know what is who whoever said this beyond repair didn't make it up. I don't think That's because like it's been like numerous. It's been numerous reports and like it was one report. Then Chris Paul shot it down. Then there was a deeper report the next day, and then there yeah. was like another report a few days after that. Right. Like, dude, there's no way all these well-known. Uh, sports writers and, and you know media personalities are just lying right you know like that's usually what one guy does like Stephen A could do something like that yeah but like for a bunch of different writers to come out and confirm this mm-hmm. uh, it just it makes it's hard for me to not believe it 
And now when CP gets traded, he's going to look like a clown. Right. <laughs> and CP, whew. Man, they really paid him. I know they can't buy him out. There's no way. So he got to get traded. Dude, he's getting $40 million next year. Watch oh him end my. up with Blake again on the Pistons. <laughs> There's no way, dude. Blake will not let that shit happen. Pistons will trade everybody except Blake and Andre for him. Oh, no. Thank you. <laughs> Blake, dude, Blake has flourished since CP left. Yeah, yes. Like, Blake has been asked everywhere, you know, Clippers and Detroit, to be more of a player mm. in every way. And he's improved every single skill. He just needed the ball in his hands yes. more. And the thing is, if they did have Russell, he could do that because Russell's a good enough shooter. Yeah. He doesn't need the ball all the time. He's a good cutter. He's tall. He, you know, he can do backdoor cuts and catch lobs, low key. I mean, yeah, man. It, that's, what, that's the problem with like CP is great, or he was great, but he's he's, great. he's similar to. To Harden, where when he doesn't have the ball, he's useless. Yeah. Or maybe he's not. I mean, he's not useless because he is a Hall of Fame point guard. But you're yeah. diminishing what he is, and at that point, you're paying forty million dollars to a guy that you're not even using to his full potential. Right. I get why he's mad. I get it. It's hard to watch Harden ISO eighty percent of the time. Yeah. Let me ask you this. If uh, the Spurs managed to keep DeRozan and Aldridge and traded everybody else for CP, are they a contender? Yeah. <laughs> I agree. Because the Spurs, but it's not, not so much that they're getting CP. It's I trust the Spurs to put players out there who are not going to get exposed. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? So, like, they can find role guys to fit positions. Probably better than any other franchise in the league. Yeah, yeah. So, I, I, I believe that could work. Plus, I'm assuming CP3 would cut out all the bullshit if he's getting coached by, you know, one of the greatest. Mm. <laughs> he didn't do that. Well, I mean... <laughs> I don't consider Doc one of the greatest, but everyone else seems yeah, to. Yeah, no, Doc's a high-quality coach. He didn't do that with Doc. But Austin was on there, too. So, And Austin's on the Rockets. Every time Austin comes, he's <laughs> ready to leave. Dude, they're talking about really just, like, getting rid of uh, CP and just, use like, playing Rivers. I'm like, dude, No. <laughs> They have to get something for CP, though. Yeah. And I don't know any team that would keep their starting guard and get CP. That doesn't make any sense. He's just too expensive. No, I mean, it just doesn't... How he you would use him wouldn't make sense. If you have a starting guard now, and you get CP, and you're going to move your starting guard to the bench, and they're going to split time, it doesn't make sense. Yeah. CP should never come out of the game for another starting point guard. Like... It just sounds weird to me, but, you know, then it adds to the time CP's not in the game. So then, like you said, you're paying all that money for half of CP. It's crazy. But, um... The Rockets are so stuck, too. 
The Rockets? Yeah. Yeah, man. Like, honestly... Uh, it's, they I, have such a pseudo-stacked team. That's the problem. Yeah. The team is pseudo-stacked. Like, even if both of them did really go to the management where, like, either him or me... Yeah. I'm still... Dude, I would not be surprised one bit if both of them are out there glaring at each other every possession. You mean or, next year? They're yeah. Be there? Yeah. Or, or one of them, you know... Yeah, I, I don't want to call it the Kawhi thing, but, you know, gets a slight injury and just says, fuck it, I'm, I don't want to be here. Call it the Kawhi thing. <laughs> Everybody knows. Right. But, yeah, I agree. CP would be that guy, though, by the way. Harden wouldn't do that. To get hurt and just sit out? Yeah. I think CP's already done that. Yeah, he, he probably has. On the Clippers, I, I, I thought he it. did that. Yeah. I, I don't think Hart... I think Harden likes playing too much. I don't think CP really likes playing basketball anymore, to be honest with you. He doesn't look like it. Look at, I mean, look at how he plays. He's always mad. Yeah, no it's so annoying. Like, what are you mad at? Y'all are up 30. Dude, he'll be cooking. Even when he cooks, he'll be out there, like, talking shit and, and bitching at his teammates for not rotating right or not, like, cut, cutting to the right spot or some shit. Yeah, getting texts and, you know, telling the refs Dude, his arguments no with the refs, he's such a fucking clown when he tries to, like, complain to the refs. Yeah. Like, like he's he knows- so immature about it. He acts like he knows so much more basketball than the refs. Like, they yes. don't know basketball. Like, Dude, they don't ref 80 You know what's crazy is, you gotta keep in mind, he is the president of the Players Union. Yeah. Dude, my guy, we should never hear controversial stories from you. Right. Like, you are the face of the NBA players. I think he just lost his job, like, just this year, I think, like, recently. Mm. 2019, I think they got a new one. Mm. Smart move. Yeah. It, it's, I think it's, um, uh, wow. Jalen Brown from the Celtics, I think. That's insane. I know. He has office. I know he does, but, yeah, whatever. We're way over time anyway. Yeah. Uh Anything else you want to say about CP before we switch? Uh, no. We're about to move to music. Yeah. Uh, quick shout out to the big three. It got started this weekend. Shout out to Josh Smith and Royce White. They're fucking whack. <laughs> you, you gotta, dude, you gotta cook before you get fucking ejected. Yeah, you're right. Like, don't just be out here getting ejected like you just this OD physical. Like, Josh Smith was getting worked for... For the three plays he was out there. <laughs> right. Shout out yeah. to dude. It's This is the and fourth year. I wanted to year. see Royce play. Yeah, I really wanted to see Royce too. Yeah. This is the fourth year, by the way? I think so. Coutinho fourth Mobley. This is, yeah. this is not an opinion. This is a fact. Coutinho Mobley is the greatest guard in big three history. <laughs> he stopped playing early. Like, he... <laughs> He just stopped in the NBA, I mean. He That's just, like, retired dude, for no reason. Dude, he looked so fresh. He was a bucket. He was working on Saturday. I mean, I missed it. I wanted to watch it. Though. I saw, like, the highlights. Dude, it was, like, but... most of the shots are difficult, too. Like, maybe one or two were open. But besides that, it was, like, all fadeaways. All He's, like, the contested. veteran league vet. Yes. And he looks like it, too, even though he's older. Yeah, it's it's crazy, but uh, I'm trying to think who else did work. Um, Jamario Moon looked good. <laughs> oh yeah, did he catch a dunk? Yeah, he 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 missed it, but like you can see how high he got. 
I, I talked to Jamario Moon one time at a game for a long time. He's a really cool dude, actually. Yeah. I mean, he should be. He's not like a I love the nostalgia that this first weekend had. Like, the, the <laughs> games are kind of disappointing. Yeah. Seeing Jamario Moon out there. Well, like, Jamario Moon. I saw Mario Chalmers was clapping his hands and shit. Did he get buckets? He didn't even play, I don't think. Oh, wow. What's crazy is Gilbert didn't fucking play. He just sat out the first game? Yeah, and there was no report on, like, any kind of injury. I'm assuming he got in trouble with either the team or something. Where were the first two ones? The first two days? Um, I don't know, actually. Because it's two days now, right? Yeah, it it was three games Saturday, three games today. They weren't in D.C., though? No. If Gilbert doesn't play in D.C., well, he's got he's got beef with the fucking Mystics. The Mystics, dude. You don't remember what he said about like women's basketball? Oh yeah. Yeah, dude. The whole fucking Mystics squad was like, dude, like fuck him. <laughs> All right, moving on. Yeah, anyway. Let's go to music. I'm gonna play your gym first. You want to say anything about it? No, not really. All right.
Welcome back. All right. Um, new music. You want to get into it? Nas X? Yeah. Gucci? Which first? Uh, I'll talk about Gucci because I don't have too much to say. Okay. Um, dude, it's exactly what I expected from Gucci. <clears throat> Which was what? Just fun, light music. You know, a lot of trap. The beats were really fun. Mm-hmm. Uh, the features were impressive in this one. I agree. Uh, I was just I was shocked at how great everybody on here sounded. Yeah, even Wiz. I, <laughs> I didn't think Wiz was gonna bring anything to the table, but I, I liked him on there. Yeah, like, dude, I was impressed with uh, Na- Nave. The the two Spanish artists, or I don't even know if that's a Spanish artist, but. Right. Uh, the guy from Special and the guy from or the guy or girl from Upgrade sounded really good. Yeah. Uh, but like Justin Bieber sounded solid. Meek Mill sounded really good. Yeah, I it, like that Meek Mill record. And this is how I knew the features were incredible. Young Dolph was actually good. <laughs> and and somehow I don't know how Gucci managed to pull this off. Yeah. But Pee Wee Longway actually sounds—actually <laughs> sounds like a real rapper on here. Yeah, he does. Like, dude, this is—he's had some good tracks lately. I haven't heard him, but to me, this is the best I've heard from him ever, by far. Yeah, he was fire on that. Um, but is he signed to Gucci? I am not sure. Oh, okay. Um, but yeah, man, the production here was really good, and dude, it's Gucci, so obviously the lyrics weren't great. Yeah. You know, but there were some 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 sneaky good lines every now and then, uh, yeah. and he had chemistry with every artist. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it it was a bit long. Could have could have removed maybe like two three tracks, but yeah, man, I I actually enjoyed listening to this a lot. I I did too. 
I did. One one nitpicky thing I had was some of the hooks were way too repetitive. That's how good. I mean, that's but, yeah, also classic right. Gucci. Yeah. That's why I was hoping in some of the tracks I was hoping for like maybe Wiz to hop on the hook or, or Lil Uzi could have hopped on the hook. Mm-hmm. Uh, but besides that, man, I had fun listening to this. And I mean, dude, at the end of the day, what else are you looking for with Gucci? Yeah, Gucci's an awkward rapper because he's hard to really criticize or critique because it's just not that much there. Right. It's not, not a lot of substance, no. Yeah, it's not too complex. It's just, you know, very simple, very simple lyrics. The beats are very, um, he has like his own kind of beats, I guess. I'm not sure how else to say it, but like. His beats are always very similar to his style. Yeah. Like, you don't hear him on something like, why is Gucci on here? Very rarely, on his albums. Um, yeah, man, I, I, I liked everything on here. I like the themes. He had some... He's versatile with the themes this time, yeah. a little more than normal. You can feel how much fun he was having just making all these songs. Seemed like he took more effort on this one than he normally does. I, I can see that, yeah. Because I, I think a lot of times it seems like he could almost, um, on the one, wait, on Mr. Davis, mm-hmm. which was great, it seemed like a lot of the lyrics could have been on any of the songs on the album. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like he could have just, like he might have wrote one page and just took four parts of the same page and put them on four different songs. But like this... This album it seemed like he really had something special for each track, um, which I liked a lot. Yeah, and even though the features were all great, I thought his mm-hmm. his solo tracks also sounded very good. Yeah, this is a really good project. It is. It didn't, <laughs> and I, I don't. I mean, no disrespect by this, but a lot of his projects seem like jokes to me. A lot of them, not all of them, but like the mixtapes were, um, like El Gato. Yeah, yeah, I got the you. The Human Glacier, Evil Genius was, uh, um, Waptober, like stuff like that. But this one didn't seem like that to me. This one seems more mature, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. He's got a. The key for him from now on is to always drop when there's no other big like hip hop albums coming out. Yeah, because you can't compare him. Yeah, because his shit is key when there's nothing else to listen to for the weekend. Yeah. Because it's, it's fun. It's like you can play it anywhere and enjoy the shit. But like if, if like Chris Brown had came out this past week, dude, I would not have listened to this. <laughs> and I get that. That's a high standard. Yeah, but yeah. I, no, I get what I'm going to be mean. honest. Like if Logic came out. With something random. I would have listened to that before touching Gucci, man. If this came out the week before when it did, I would have I wouldn't have listened to it. Right. Yeah. Alright. Um Lil Nas X, man. Seven. Lil Nas X surprised me with this release. In a good way or uh well timing wise, you mean? Yeah, I just didn't see it coming. I thought he'd uh, drag it out a little bit more. I thought he'd have a full album by now, but that's yeah. okay. I'm okay with some tracks. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was expecting another single from him, and I'm, I'm there. Probably was one. I might have missed it. 
I don't think. Uh, but I really thought there would be another one other track before we got any project. Of... <laughs> the remix was the second single. Mm, I don't. I don't count it. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm saying for him. Yeah, I got you. Yeah, because they're both on here for some reason. Dude, before before I talk about this project, dude, yeah. Old, Old Town Road is out of control. <laughs> it's it's reach has it, went dude. way further than I ever. Oh imagined. my god, I was at little kids know yes. it so well. Dude, I was yeah. at my my girlfriend's uh, little brother who's uh, eight. Yeah, dude, he had a birthday party, and we were all like sitting there eating pizza, and dude, all of his fucking friends knew the song word for word. Yeah, I was just like, dude, that's that is insane. Yeah. Um, but I don't know, man. What'd you think about the these these tracks before I get into my thoughts? Very predictable for a one-hit wonder. Um, it reminds me... <laughs> it reminds me to a lesser extent a uh, of a legend, Fetty, in that um, other than the single, the singles on Fetty's, all the other songs sounded pretty much the same. And that's how I felt about this. Old Town Road stood out. And the rest of the songs didn't stand out to me at all. Cardi was cool. You know, I get it. I get why she was on there. But I'd be cool if I never heard anything on here again. And it seemed like I don't really know what his demographic is anymore. I didn't with Old Town Road. But I thought he was going to show us with more songs. Like, okay, I'm aiming towards country artists or country listeners. I'm aiming towards hip-hop listeners. I'm aiming towards people his age. I mean, this I don't know what age this was for, but it wasn't for me, man. It wasn't. The auto tune was way too heavy for me. I didn't think he was gonna like drench us with it, and he did. Um, it just sounded like a one-hit wonder trying to make an album to me, man. It really did. It sounded like he was just putting out stuff quick because it was like timing-wise, he was capitalized on the the wave. Yeah, or the label said, look, man, we need something now, mm-hmm. and we need a project, and maybe that's what he did. I don't know, but that's, that's how it felt. It felt rushed. But I don't know his capabilities. This could be his hardest working. You know, I don't know. I hope not. But it... <laughs> Go ahead. You got it. Uh, no, man, I mean, I agree with, with pretty much everything. The, de- the rushed part, I completely agree with, because... <laughs> yeah. The two big Old Town Road and I get I'll take Rodeo as the second biggest track, yeah. just because a, a big artist is on there. Yeah, um, they feel like hip hop and country kind of mixed, mm-hmm. which it's what I expected for coming from Old Town Road. Right, but the rest of this was some of the sorriest excuse for hip hop I've ever heard. And it was only hip hop. I'm like, dude, what happened to your right. country influence? Like, that's what made you unique, right? And for some reason, the rest of these tracks are just generic ass fucking attempts at rap songs. They don't sound the the one song "Kick It" where he's talking about like weed. Yeah. It was so bad, it was. and it, like you said, the auto tune was just 
just poorly placed and then it was just excessive and he tried to go for a number of different sounds that he it doesn't seem like he has yeah, uh, it seemed like he went into a bag of tricks that really weren't his Yeah, tricks. dude, he, he tried to show us that he's, like, versatile, <laughs> but, but it backfired in the worst possible way, Yeah, because a lot of the attempt at versatility just sounds awful. Right. Um, but, yeah, I mean, like like you said, I, I never want to hear any of these tracks again. Uh, I definitely don't want to hear Panini again. Please. Yeah, Family was was also really bad for me. Really, really bad. And I had no idea what he was talking about. I listened to it twice, and I'm still confused of what who the family is. Like, I, I, you and me, it was just weird, man. It was awkward. The whole thing, I mean... It just sucked. It, it flat out sucked. It was bad. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was just... Thank God that it was the fucking eight tracks, or it was like six real tracks, right? Uh, and not the fucking album, because I would have slammed this shit if it was a fucking album. I hope, I hope he doesn't get to like the DJ Khaled, the DJ drama craze, where like he's getting on other people's songs, where like he's everywhere. Yeah, I don't think so. I hope he does. This this project showed me that he's really not built to last. No, he's not. He kind of like no, none of the other tracks even remotely showed me that his Old Town Road success can even be like not replicated, but even reached. You know, later on. I think he can do one more, and that's it. I think he's done his job, though. He's done it. No matter what, no matter what he does in his career. In 20 years, we'll just say, oh, yeah, that's the dude who made Old Town Road. That's it. Nothing else. Yeah. That's how I look at him. But uh, I know that's grim to say about a kid. and I don't mean it in a disrespectful way. It's just I don't see his talent going any further than that. I don't. I mean, he, he should just get into modeling or whatever he's doing now. I think he's modeling, like, boots or jeans or something. That's cool. You know. Whatever. <sighs> what other music did you hear, man? Did you hear anything else? Uh, for projects, no. Um, I heard I love McConan. Oof. <laughs> oh man, I love McConan. Please stop making music. <laughs> I beg you <laughs> to stop. Dude, I saw that shit. Like, I think right when we. It was either when we finished our last episode or maybe a couple of days after that, but I was like, dude, you'd have to pay me to listen to this shit. I listened to it. Oh, yeah. Man. I did. Um anything positive or no? The one with Gucci was cool, but it was still I mean, he's just not good, man. He really isn't. It just sounds bizarre. Like it I don't know, man. It sounds like he's really trying to do something. It almost sounds desperate. The whole album sounds like he's desperate to get you to like it, and I still don't like it. You know? Yeah. Um, the beats were weird. Uh, <laughs> the music, I mean, he talks about getting drunk and just acting a fool every song. Like, you can't talk about that all the time. Shoot, shoot. Drunk on Saturday. I'm not okay. Like, come on. What? Can't you imagine that all three of those have the same yeah. context? 
Yeah. yeah, he's. I mean, he sounded good on the uh, the low peep track. Him and Fallout Boy. I think he's good in a short span. Yeah, he's, he's, I think he's, he's had like random hits. <laughs> yeah, that first EP was fire. I don't care what anybody says. The very first one with uh, Tuesday, it had like three good songs on there at a seven, which is decent. But the rest of it... Uh, that's not how I remember it, but I, it, it's been a while, and I only listened to it maybe once. Swerve, I Don't Sell the Molly No More, and obviously Tuesday. It was Tuesday was fire, but those, those two were good. The rest of it was whack. Tuesday's only fire because of Drake, too. Yeah, the beat is cool, too. But yeah, it really is because of Drake. The next one was completely whack. I remember I listened to Trust Me Danny for a week, and then I... Never listen to it again. Drink more water. Six. Just let it go. I love McConan. It's okay. <laughs> you don't have to make music. Like, there's other things in life you can do. That's tough. Yeah, his his bio is way too long for him to not be good. Like his bio on Spotify. Yeah. It's like a good three <laughs> swipes long. <laughs> And he has one good song. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's tough, tough. Anyway, shout out to I Love McConan, man. Uh, <laughs> um, let's see what else did I hear. Did you hear the game's new single? West Side? Yeah. No, how is it? It's hard. I heard it's, uh, he freestyled on, uh, I don't remember what it was, but it sounded pretty cool. LA Leakers? Yeah. Ten Minutes? <laughs> I didn't listen to it yet, but I want to. I need he's, to. Dude, he's good at that, man. That's his thing. He's so underrated, man. Dude, he, I, I mean, I, I don't know when he's going to stop being underrated. I don't think he ever will be, but he is underrated. Yeah. I feel like he's the Mike Conley <laughs> or the Damian Lillard of the uh, Shit, he rap might game. Be. Where, like, no matter how amazing he does or how aw- awesome his performance is, he's always... A little bit underrated until someone says he's top three which no one probably ever will say but until he is in the top five and like most people's eyes he's gonna be underrated in a way you know what i mean yeah but um yeah it's hard man west side is really really hard did you hear the new Mi- nikki megatron yeah what'd you think i mean the song's pretty fucking whack <laughs> i uh-huh. thought the music video was you know She'd be selling, like, dude, I swear she sells her tracks with, like, just sex appeal. I stopped watching the videos because of that. Because, like, my, my, it's uh, just straight sex appeal, the whole video. She's either, like, in some slutty, like, outfit, or she's in a fucking bikini that's, you know, barely big enough for her. And I'm just like, dude, like, none of this is distracting me from the fact that this song is pretty fucking annoying. Right, and then, or he'll have, she'll have a bunch of other girls yeah. there that are fire. Yeah. And you're like, okay, yeah, I could dig this for a second, yeah. But nah, yeah, you're right. I, I didn't like the song either, but I thought her lyrics sounded pretty good. I like the energy, but I don't like the song. Yeah, I mean, dude, I I, she's, she's the, the kind of artist, like, I'll always listen to a project that she drops. Just because she's a talented enough rapper. Like, she has versatility with the kind of songs she can make. Yeah. But she, dude, she often lets me down with singles. Was Queen 17 or 18? Um, 
I want to say 18. Because we wow. did review it last year. Yeah, I remember talking been... about it. Yeah, I think it was like August, right? Maybe July. Yeah, yeah. Okay. <clears throat> I did listen to the Black Eyed Peas song. Oh, how was it? Um, I, I don't like it. But <laughs> I can I can feel by the pause that it was something bad was coming. No, but it's it's a weird feeling because it's like I feel like it's not bad. It's just I, I, there was something about it I didn't like. It was kind of uh, it was kind of juvenile. That's all. Mm. That's what it, it felt. It didn't feel like. Black Eyed Peas. It didn't feel like 40-year-old guys should be making this song. Yeah, that dude. That's the thing with the last few things I've heard from them. They just... They sound dated. Yeah. It, it definitely sounded like they were out of their age range. Yeah. Snoop was good on it, though. So, I mean, you know... Can Snoop really be bad? Yeah. Um, Something else I wanted to... Uh... Did you hear the Wale song, Gemini? Uh, no. Wow, you're sleeping on Wale lately. That's crazy. Yeah. I heard <laughs> I, I heard something about it. I'm pretty sure. Did you hear the Rick Ross song, All Act a Fool? No. Oh wow. Hold on. I'll, let me let me play a little snippet of this. This is important. Yeah, I like that beat. Yeah, yeah, it's good. it's a good song. It's a good song. Wale did good. Yeah, both of them did really good. Um, I haven't heard the new Wale songs. He has two singles, I believe. Oh, all my love with Sabrina Claudio. I definitely gotta hear that. Um, I don't think I have any more new music. Who is this Trina rapper? Trina? Yeah, my sleep. Yeah, Trina's been out for a long time. Man. No. Yeah, an album come out twenty first. Yeah, I, I meant to get to it. I'm gonna get to it later. I might, I might her hit it uh, this week. I think her and Tori, they might have broken up. They used to date though. Her and Tori Lanes, even though she's like forty five. <laughs> but yeah, Tori's, you know, Tori's a weird guy. <laughs> yeah, she's a she's. I don't want to call her a legend because she's not, in my opinion. But to the rap game, she is. She has a lot of. She's been out since two thousand. She has a bunch of albums. Like, oh yeah, it's her sixth studio album. Yeah, she has some mixtapes too. I'm gonna check it out. It got a lot of good features on here. Yeah, I'm. I'm gonna hit it up too. Uh. Oh, did you hear the churches? What churches said about Tiger and Chris Brown? Being on the Marshmallow song? No. Alright, cool. So, Churches with a V. Um, 
Well, I, I played Light It Up on here a couple podcasts ago, maybe two, right? Uh, Chris Brown and Tyga on the Marshmallow song? Yeah. Okay. So Churches came out with a statement, random, on Twitter. It says, we are really upset. I'm quoting this. We are really upset, confused, and disappointed by Marshmallow's choice to work with Tyga and Chris Brown. We like and respect Mello as a person, but working with people who are predators and abusers enables and excuses and ultimately tacitly endorses that behavior. That is not something we can or will stand behind. And, of course, the comments are going insane. Uh, Someone at churches, Marshmallow sucks anyway. Someone at churches... uh, we're sick of this too. Get Chris Brown and Tiger out of here. Mind you, Chris Brown's situation happened ten years ago. <laughs> Dude, this is I have an interesting story. Um this happens all the time and I hate I understand getting upset over something that's a serious issue and and something that's meaningful. Mm-hmm. Like you were getting to. It's been ten years. Ten years. All of a sudden, now it's he's a fucking problem. <laughs> right. He wasn't a problem three years ago when he dropped an album. Nobody was boycotting good music. Uh-huh. <laughs> but for some reason, nobody was boycotting Tiger's album that dropped a week or two ago. Right. But all of a sudden, now it's oh, but you can't work with him and like, dude, come on. And let's let's be real. It's because they're in their realm of music. Yeah. If it wasn't doesn't affect EDM or whatever churches considers themselves to be, if it doesn't affect them, they wouldn't say anything. Right. Like like you're saying, they wouldn't they don't have a problem with them having their own albums and everyone else retweeting and listening to their album. But once now they have competition with them, oh you know, now it's a big deal. That that makes that's makes me so angry because it's like you're being selective so in a way, you're really using the situation to your advantage, right? This is what um, Lauren Mayberry, the vocalist and percussionist for Churches, said. To clarify, we weren't picking on Chris Brown for the sake of picking on Chris Brown. It was a morally dubious decision that happened. But also, Churches is a band. Churches is a business. Churches is a brand, or whatever that the people can buy into and it has to be honest and it has to be authentic we would be really hypocritical if we worked with someone and didn't say anything about what they did immediately after that fact uh what immediately after that fact (laughs) yeah what does that mean Hmm. once again chris brown's situation happened 10 years ago a decade already and he already served his time for it. Um, Tyga's issues, eh, you know, he dated a young girl. Right, cool. I mean, surprise, surprise, that happens. Sometimes. Yeah, nobody else has ever done that. <laughs> right. No, nor did he, um, you know, it was no crime. I mean, it might have, we assume it was a crime, but no, he didn't get arrested for anything. I mean, you know. It just, dude, it really pisses me off when when people like are selective about things to be mad about. 
Mm-hmm. Like, dude, it clearly isn't an issue for you if it took you a fucking decade to to say something. But now that it's impacting you directly, now all of a sudden it's a fucking problem. Like, come on. Right. Here's uh, Brown's Chris Brown's statement after. Um, I don't know where he wrote this, but these are the type of people I wish walked in front of a speeding bus full of mental patients. <laughs> Doesn't help your case, Chris, but I'm cool. I mean, I didn't think you'd say, you know, the politically correct thing. Nah, I didn't either. Keep groveling over your own insecurities and hatred. I'm black and proud, and I know it hurts. Uh, Yeah, it hurts you guys. It hurts that you guys are struggling with life or peace, so you are forced to see my success. That's what he says. And this is what Tyga says to Billboard, I believe. Well, people who aren't in the culture of hip-hop or rap only look at it as one way. It's all the same. I think they were more mad that Marshmello put out a new song right after they did one with him. But he's a producer and a DJ, so he's putting out new records with people every week. You get what I'm saying? But you don't hear us complaining. Uh, Our song was a little different from his genre probably than his fan base, which was cool, though, and people like it, you know? That's what he says to... That was his answer about it, which didn't really, you know, he didn't really go at the exact comment. He just went at the fact that they said something about it. Yeah. Um, Churches is completely wrong in this situation for the listeners. If you were confused, Churches is dead wrong. They shouldn't have said anything. They should mind their own business. Um, and clearly they have their own problem with Tyga and Chris Brown or their own problem maybe with hip hop. You know, I'm not going to go into the racial thing like Chris did, but clearly it's the issue that they have with that's bigger than just Chris and Tyga. Clearly. For them to, you know, pick them out of all the other artists who work with EDM that have actually had some recent legal issues, you pick these guys who haven't had issues in years. Yeah, and, you know, 10 years. Uh, I hate that. These kinds of like outrages, and I'm putting quotes on them. Mm-hmm. Uh, these kind of outrages always like make the news. They always do what the person who's getting outraged intended for it to do, which is draw attention. Yeah, and that's that's literally the one thing I would I want not to happen is for somebody to like. I wish this would have happened, and Chris Brown would have been like, "Oh, I don't give a shit." Moved on. Tiger would have been like, "Oh, I don't give a shit." moved on and this is what is is sad about chris and i want to say it's his fault but it's not always his fault but he's easy to antagonize yeah clearly you can say anything to chris brown he'll probably come he'll come back with something and that's who he is and you know it's not everyone changes you know really people don't change that often but, uh, you know, they may mature and their reasoning for things change, but they don't change. And he's not going to change as far as that goes. So it sucks when people pick on Chris because Chris is going to come back and he's going to look like the villain even more most of the time, which is sad about him. But, you know, I don't know how to what to tell him to stop doing uh, because that's just who he is always. Yeah. And. Is it is what got him in this situation in the first place, but when people come at Chris, 
he doesn't know how to defend himself well. I think Tyga's answer was good. Like him saying, you know, I can see why they're mad, but they need to get over it in a way. That's cool. But, you know, Chris, on the other hand, he's always going to be the villain, unfortunately. Yeah, even though he shouldn't be anymore. He's he's done, you know, he's done his... <laughs> he served his uh, sentence for the things, his wrongs, you know? Yeah. Um, but yeah, man. Shout out to Chris and Tiger, man. Keep keep making EDM music, whatever you want, man. Give us good music. If it's good music, it's good music. Don't listen to these clowns. Uh, Churches probably wishes they could get a track. They probably <laughs> they probably asked Tiger and Chris for a track before anyway. That's what I'm uh, saying. After the fact, right. don't make any Ty- music to begin with. If either one of them offered them a song, they do it. Right. Until, uh, you know, Marshmallow did it. Um, I think that's all I have for music news. Do you want to get into our uh, tops of the year? Uh, yeah. All right. Our favorites. Uh, we came up with lists of our five favorites and our three least favorites of the year. Um, who's going first? Uh, you want to go five through one, and then we'll talk about honorable mentions after the fact? Yeah, yeah. Uh, I'll start off. Okay. I'll go with my five favorite. I had a, a pretty surprising list. Okay. I think we'll have five completely different albums, on, and three different albums on the uh, dislikes, too. The dislikes, Maybe I'm more. sure, will, will be different. But I think this, at number five, I think you got somewhere. Uh, legend, T-Pain. Great. One up. Yeah. Um, I mean, what's there to say? I just, every song sounds good. Yeah. Um, every sound that T-Pain goes for sounds good. Every feature sounds good. Uh, the project is consistent. Uh, and I just enjoyed everything about it, man. I mean, yeah, man. it doesn't have an insane amount of replay value like, you know, maybe uh, like J-Rock has for me, for example. Mm-hmm. But every time I go back to it, I have fun listening to it. Yeah, and, it, and for me, it's one of those albums that's hard to really pick one song off to go yeah, back to. It's more like, when I go back to album. one, yeah, when I go back to one, I ended up I end up hearing like four of them. It's just, you know, this is one of those really good albums. So, yeah, good pick. Yeah, um, yeah, man, T Pain. I'm so happy he he put out good music. Yeah, I, I want to hear I want to hear him appear on more like artists' albums. Yeah, me too. Because he's he's super talented. Um, yeah. my number four is is a guilty pleasure, and and I've actually been tempted to to throw out a gem or two from this project, but just honestly haven't had the confidence to. Because uh-huh. it's it's not good. The, this album, I wouldn't argue with anybody who says it sucks. Uh, but it's Death Race for Love. Juice World. Wow. Okay. Yeah, and I figured you would be surprised <laughs> by that pick. But yeah, I gotta be honest, I mean... man. I go back to the the songs I like, and it's like eight to ten tracks. 
Yeah. Uh, probably more than any other just eight to ten tracks from this year. Okay. Uh, and he's got I, I get that. He's got an appealing sound when he like when he gets it right. Um, what do you mean by that? Like there, there's just certain songs where he kind of flows, and he's kind of he he does that thing where it's like a hook, with mm-hmm. like you don't really know where the hook starts, where the verse starts. It's just kind of a mixed blend. Mm-hmm. And I think he to me he does that really well. Okay. He's got an interesting enough sound to where I usually enjoy him. Uh, but yeah, man, it's purely a guilty pleasure thing. That's fair. Like I don't even like I've played it a couple times for other people in the car, and they've been like, "What the fuck is this?" <laughs> uh, like seriously, I played it for a friend of mine. Like uh, once I really realized how much I'm enjoying these tracks, yeah. I was like, "Like I want to see if I'm tripping, you know, if this is me or if it's really kind of good." <laughs> yeah. So I played it for my friend, and three songs in, he was like, "Dude, please play play another artist." <laughs> I was like, say less. I got you. That's wild. Um, but yeah, man, I just... I feel you, though. I have some of those, too, on my yeah. for sure. Um, at three, I have Escape from New York. Uh, Beast Good. Coast, I said it was phenomenal. Um, yeah, I pretty much said everything there is to say. Just the, the collaborations all work really well. And that's that's such a key for these like label albums or these like crew albums. Mm-hmm. You have to have artists who don't just know each other, but who can really work well and bounce off each other and and put songs together. Mm-hmm. And they do that with pretty much every track. Mm-hmm. Um, at number two, I have uh, two thousand nine. Wiz and currency. Uh, okay. I, had, I had a hard time picking. Uh, I, I wanted to include uh, Fly Times. Yeah. Because I did have a ton of fun listening to that. But but 2009 was just too consistent for me, man. It was. Uh, it was good. It was really again, good. Again, the chemistry's crazy, but you know that's coming. Uh, yeah. the, the beats were really nice. They weren't. The production never, like, overpowered either of them. Mm-hmm. But it also never let either of them down. And right. it allowed them to... You know, some of Currency's verses weren't great for me. But mm-hmm. they didn't suck. And that makes an album so much better that... I can listen to it from start to finish. And even the low points of the album, I can still enjoy. Right. Uh, and again, this is probably another one that I've just gone back to a ton... And, and mm-hmm. it's it's been a mix. Like sometimes I just go back to my favorite tracks. Sometimes I go back to the whole thing. Um, but yeah, man. I and at number one, uh, and to me, this has objectively been the best album I've heard this year. Mm-hmm. Uh, Free Spirit. Oh, okay. Khalid. Uh, yeah. Yeah, man. Just insanely consistent. Sounds good from start to finish. Mm-hmm. Uh, just it, it's not. There's different sounds, so it doesn't get you know boring. It doesn't get repetitive. Uh, it was shocking to me because Khalid had disappointed me with everything I'd heard up to this point. 
Yeah, that first album was whack. Yeah, and and that always just kind of adds an extra punch to where yeah. you 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 have low expectations and the album is just phenomenal. Yeah, I really want to do some research into why this album was so good. I mean, I agree with you. It was it was great. It, objectively, it's gonna be on the top. It's gonna be on top five at the end of the year for sure. Uh, I can't imagine five things beating it. But I don't know why. Like I don't know how he made such a good jump, but he did. Yeah. And it's great. But I want. I maybe it's different production. Maybe he got more backing, better budget, whatever it was. Is he did good? Yeah, dude. The uh, yeah, I agree. He the jump he makes from this to everything else I've heard is just it's like two different artists almost. It is absolutely. Uh, so, but yeah, man, it was just phenomenal. There's all the tracks sound good. That's, that's such a key. Like, how fucking often do we review albums and there's always a minimum of, like, three tracks that just suck? Yeah. But some of these projects, man, like, even if it's not the best music out there, if it's consistent, if you limit how many shitty tracks you put, and if you're good enough not to put shitty tracks on the album, it just it makes it so much better. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, that's my that's my five. I have a couple honorable mentions, but I'll get in, into those after uh, I hear your list. Okay, um, my list is my list is different because I don't have any of like the mainstream artists on my list. Okay, um, I listen, uh, and for a lot of people, this all these are gonna sound insane because most of these people most people may not even know them. But um, I really did broaden my horizon this year. So, uh, first, I'll just get T-Pain out the way. It definitely is in my five, for sure. One Up was Flames. Um, the rest of these aren't in any order. Were yours in order? Yeah, but it, I mean, it was like a general order. A loose, it was yeah. loose. Okay. Um, I'm going to go with, uh, Gold Link, man. Diaspora or Diaspora? Yeah. I like it. I, I, I really enjoyed it. We talked about it last podcast. Um, man, it's just fun to listen to, man. It's easy listening. It's feel-good music, all of it. Um, every song is has this different kind of wave. Um, the features were all different. People you may not have heard of. And it, sometimes that's fun. It's fun to hear something, you know, not have expectations going into the song based off the features. I like that feeling. And he delivered, man. I've been a Gold Link fan. Um I'm gonna go see him next month. Uh it was it was a good album, man. I really I really enjoyed yeah. it. I loved how so, many different sounds it had. Yes. Yeah, for sure. Um next I have <laughs> a artist named uh Lolo Zuai. I think that's how to pronounce her name. I'm not sure. And her album is called High Highs and High Highs to Low Lows. And um, I don't remember what month this came out in. It's 12 tracks. Um, man, it, it was. It's really interesting. She has a weird energy about her. I played one of her songs on here. Um, she speaks French in some of the songs. She goes back and forth from English to French, which is kind of fire. The production is very good. Um, 
She's a nice voice, but she also gets this like fast cadence sometimes. It's almost like rapping, but it's not quite. It's like that uh, almost post Malone kind of flow. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, yeah, man. She, she was, she's really, really good. I, I definitely recommend her to anyone liking any kind of music. It was just a really, really fun to listen to album, man. It was really interesting. Um. I think one of the songs in there is, yeah, one of the songs is completely in French, which was pretty cool, but uh, it still sounded good, even though I couldn't understand it, it still sounded good. Um, <laughs> next, I have uh, Skepta. I talked about Skepta on here last oh, time. Oh, okay. His album is Ignorance is Bliss. And man, I, I gotta say, his last album I really didn't like that much, Konnichiwa. It was cool. It had some songs I liked, but most of it I didn't like. So when I uh, went into this album, I had low expectations. But man, he delivered on here, man. His lyrics were really, really good. He was versatile on here. The features, again, some people I've never heard of. But man, they sounded great. Um... It's just a good project, man. If you're interested in grime, or if you don't know much about grime, Skepta is a good place to start with the UK rap. Um, he had a lot of other UK artists on there that, you know, if you do like this tree where you go from him and you see a featured artist and you follow them and you go, you get into this whole new world of UK music and UK hip hop, which is pretty cool. So, um,. He's like a gateway artist, man, for UK hip-hop, which I think is... It was cool, man. I, re- I really enjoyed his album. Um, well, clearly. Uh, I have one more? Yeah. All right. Uh, my number one... It's not my number one, but my last one on my list is... Uh, another one people may not have heard of. It's Cosmic Wind by Lion Babe. And for our 90s babies, this is Vanessa Williams' daughter. Um, man, it's it's just a really, really good R&B slash funk. Uh, she raps a little bit on there, but not that much. Um, it's just a smooth album, man. Very easily, uh, easy listening, um, kickback, you know, light party kind of music. Um, if you're with, you know, people who like that kind of music, uh, it's just, it was just cool, man. I don't know how to really describe it other than just being cool. It was a cool album. I I really enjoy it. I go back to it a lot when I'm in the car. It's a good ride in music for me. Um, light. But yeah, man, that's my five. I got, I got some honorable mentions too. Uh, we'll go one for one with honorable mentions. I already said, but fly times. Uh, sure. Wiz, Wiz is having a great year. He is. He really, I think he has another thing coming. I out. hope so, cause he hasn't sounded bad all year. Yeah. Um, I'll say uh, Denzel Curry, Zoo, is uh, pick. yeah, one of my um honorable mentions for sure. It was really, really solid, really solid. What else? You got? Um, I got Schoolboy Q. I thought Crash Talk was nice. Okay. Um, it wasn't as consistent as I would like it, 
But yeah. believe it or not, it was a lot more consistent than his other projects. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's for, true. For the people who haven't listened to him that much. Yeah. Uh, and right and I that. liked, you know, he, he switched up a lot of the, like, the sounds. Uh, it gave him a little more... It made the album feel like a little bit more fresh. And mm-hmm. it didn't allow it to get monotone and just kind of boring. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, I enjoyed listening to that. Yeah, man. Uh, an honorable mention for me, just because it was really short, uh, is S2D2 by uh, Jermaine Elliott. Another, you know, I would recommend him. But there's only four, it's only four tracks. But uh, I listened to at least two of them probably, like, daily it's one of my favorite four track you know small projects of the year but it was definitely one of my honorable mentions you got any uh, my last my last honorable mention uh and this might be a hot take but i like Khaled's shit <laughs> that's honorable mention okay the, the, for yeah. me dude i i said it when i reviewed it but this is by far the most consistent album Khaled has put together yeah, I didn't know you liked it that much, he though. I'm okay. still going back to a number of the tracks. I love yeah. uh, Big Boy Talk. And yeah. then Ross does let me down, but Jeezy's just so fire on there. Yeah. Uh, I, I came around to celebrate. I enjoyed a little more than I did at first. Yeah. Uh, Wish Wish is still my, my go-to. Uh, there's a couple uh-huh. other tracks on, here, on there that I really like. The Lil Baby and Meek one. Yeah, uh, there's yeah. a few other ones, but I can go back to almost everything on there. Yeah, Low like it, it is. That's good. the thing with Khaled. Like everything you go back to in the past, there's a couple tracks minimum that are just straight garbage. Yeah, like they're so bad, and I exclude the the intro and outro on this one because uh-huh. they're just you know completely different genres almost. I rock with the intro though, low key. I'll let it play. Mm-hmm. But but play. outside of that, man, it's just finally he works to what the artist can do. <laughs> Doesn't just put yeah. a fucking beat out there and just you know just give me a verse. Yeah. Um, and I mean, you said free spirit on yours, but that's definitely one of my honorable mentions too, man. I thought about it when I was making my five yeah. for sure. Yeah. All right, let's get into our three least favorites. Uh, yeah, I want I want to hear yours. Let's go one for one. So give me three. I'll give three. You give two. I give two. Okay. <laughs> Number three. <laughs> Drip or drown two. <laughs> good pick. <laughs> Very good pick. A complete snooze fest, man. I mean. I- <laughs> this should be replaced for that like fan noise you have on your phone to like sleep to. <laughs> I could play this. I go to sleep easily. Yeah, gu- gunna will do that to you. Too much gunna is not a good thing. <laughs> boring, man. It's so boring. Yeah, that's my third man. I don't have anything else to say. That's about just, it. that's it's literally boring. the worst thing you could say about like projects, <laughs> movies, and like especially hip hop. Yeah, just that's not supposed that to is be the, like, literally the worst. At all. I'd rather you tell me my my music sucks or is like poorly made than just it's boring. Like, damn, bro, I couldn't even entertain you. Like, that's how shitty it was. 
yeah. Uh, anyway, um, for me, uh, Igor, dude. That's fair. It went, maybe it went over my head. Whatever, I'll live with that. But I'm happy. I'm happy to never touch this project again. I kind of. I'm kind of upset that I touched it to begin with. Yeah. Uh, just everything. Everything vocally sucked. Everything, yeah. every attempt at whether it was singing, rapping, whatever in between sounds you could think of, it sucked. I wish if it was just instrumental, I wouldn't have hated it yeah. so much. And what pissed me yeah. off even more is that he he's capable of giving us a good verse on Gold Link's shit. So right. it's like you didn't forget how to rap. You just <laughs> you just wanted to do something wild and crazy. That I mean that that's his fan base. I'm be I'm be yeah. honest. This fan base just sucks him because he's like no other artist, right? So I thought it, it was awful. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. What about two? <laughs> uh, Mr. Hendrix, save me! <laughs> that thing was complete garbage. <laughs> Future. <laughs> save yeah. me was so trash. I I mean like. The thing is, I know why people like it, and I still think it's trash, you know? Yeah. It's like, I know why it's not trash, but I know that it's trash, if that makes sense. Yeah, it sucks. It's we really were kind of we kind of were looking for positives when we talked about it. We were, for sure. Uh, but it yeah. definitely sucks. It sucks. Okay, you too. Uh, I wanted to put this at one. Uh-huh. Uh, but but logic his uh, book soundtrack <laughs> was that this supermarket year? yes oh yeah I, I'm missing one then for sure <laughs> speaking of just straight trash good pick oh just I still I I kind of go back to the uh, opening track just because I, I like the little verse he gives at the end and it doesn't sound too bad. And yeah. it just reminds me every time I listen to it, I'm like, not only does the one good track have a ton of flaws that I could just point to every time, but yeah. every other track is just filled with just trash sound. <laughs> and, yeah. and maybe I need to read the fucking book to understand it. I'll take that L, whatever. I'm not informed. Mm-hmm. But man, this thing is so fucking awful. It's it is beyond a chore to listen to this. Yeah. It is a punishment. <laughs> yeah. What's your what's your worst? This was really tough for me. My worst because I have two. I have two for my last. Okay. One. The reason why is because <laughs> Madonna's album just came out. <laughs> like I didn't even let it. <laughs> yeah, I got you. I didn't you. even let it sit. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> I completely understand. So like I don't want to I don't want to say it, but it is it's up there because based off the first week of me listening to it, oh. the first two weeks now or three, man, it is. It's disgustingly bad. It's sickeningly bad. It ages like it gets worse when you listen. Yeah, it does. To, like future shit is bad 
But, like, Save Me does not get any worse on subsequent listens. Madonna's right. shit is just so awful. And the thing is, like, why didn't she use more instruments? Like, I'm not listening to just electronic drums for an hour. Madonna, no. <laughs> it's like... I'm not doing that. And then you speak in all these languages, like, I don't know what's going on. I don't know who these people are talking. It sounds like she, like got kidnapped and like her kidnappers are talking in the background dude that's what it sounds like on one of the songs yeah you can't just if you're a legend you don't have the luxury to just like put out mediocrity or it's like something random and just fucking just hide it behind you know how much of a legend you are right so that's just so, so that, bad that was one and i and like i said i didn't want to really put that because it's really it's recent, yeah. but I also did put Gold Link on my five favorites, and that's even more recent. So what was your but, genuine number one that was not as recent? When I Get Home by Solange Knowles. Mm. That album was super garbage. And I don't know what... It might have went over my head, too. It was one of those that like people said was good, and I think it's trash. Yeah. Dude, it didn't even feel like a... I, I felt like I didn't even hear a song when I listened to most of it. All of it, really. I felt like I heard one song listening to a whole album. Not because it sounded the same, but so much of it was like, it was random talking, like chat, chatting in the background, and one was like a blank song. It was just whack, man. I mean, I, I don't want to get too deep into it, because not a lot of people even heard it, yeah. but I did hear it, so I have to say it's the worst thing I heard, man. Definitely. That and Madonna. Madonna's really probably number one. But like I said, I, I want to give her some more time yeah. before I drop the hammer on her like that. <laughs> I don't think it's going to change anything, but it's very it's very noble of you. <laughs> yeah. In a month, I'll say hers is the worst. Yeah. So. Um, for me, uh, you probably forgot that I even talked about this album because it was it was like late January, I think. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you remember that early, like those first couple months, man, the music was just lame. Yeah, it was, it was like two slow. decent albums. Yeah, it was like yeah, there was one good weekend, and then there'd be a month where we're like struggling to find shit. Yeah, and and I feel bad, and I regret that time because I didn't capitalize on going back and checking out shit I've missed in the past. Yeah, and I rather struggled with you know trying to find new shit to that sounded good. Yeah, and I happened to listen to Mike Posner's album. <laughs> <laughs> I do remember you talking about that, yeah, dude. And I again, I tried to find positives, but man, some albums, some albums, like the same way you don't always recognize how great an album is when you first hear it. Yeah. And like like Gold Link shit ages phenomenally. Yeah. Dude, some albums age the exact opposite way. Dude Like Madonna. Like Madonna and I try to go back to Mike Posner's shit and I got four tracks in and I yeah. was like, dude, no. This is because I, I wanted to put Supermarket at number one. And I mm-hmm. went through my whole catalog of shit I listened to on the podcast, shit I listened to just just for fun and didn't get a chance to talk about and his shit just stood out with how awful it was yeah just so I'm many so many attempts at just sounds you have no business going for 
Like, don't be mm-hmm. trying to don't be trying to give me verse like lines of rap, but then like you just you randomly cut out into like mindless singing. <laughs> like, what is going on? Right. It just I don't know, man. It just it was awful in every way. Even the sounds that you would expect Mike Posner to sound good on, he somehow found found a way to fuck it up. So it just is awful. Yeah. Okay. Shout out to Mike, man. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't he like walking around the world or something? Uh, he's he's doing something weird. I'm sure. I heard he was like taking a like trying to see how long he can walk or whatever. You have any honorable mentions? For worse? Yeah. Oh no. I have a couple. <laughs> nah, I, nah, I don't really. I have two that you would expect, and one that might surprise you. Hit me with the surprise. Uh, two chains. <laughs> That's one of the worst albums of the year. Yeah. Wow. Go back. Go back okay. to it. I dare you. <laughs> I like one song off there. Just one. That's, that's not a good shooting percentage. No, it's definitely not. Nah, but I'm not a Two Chains fan, so I wasn't expecting to like really any. Yeah. But I did like one. So. That's the thing. Like I went back to it and was just like, wow. Like even the good tracks don't really sound as good as I remembered them. Right. So, but it, I mean, it didn't make my list. Right. Uh, the the two ex- YG was obviously I wanted to put YG on there. I thought about YG. Uh, I thought about Tyler too. I didn't put Tyler on mine, but I thought about yeah. it. Yeah, and and Ventura. Mm-hmm. I wanted to put Ventura on, and I know I'm in the the super minority with this. <laughs> I'll take it. The solo. I'll take that. That's fine. <laughs> you can have it. You yeah, I'm it. one man island with that one. But I just I hated it, man. I can't even like. I'll, I'll try to go back to it at some point, but I doubt my opinion will change. Yeah, well, I just don't like his. I don't like it. his sound. That's fair. So that's fair. Um, I feel like I did have another one, but I can't think of it right now because it was probably just that bad. Yeah. I don't even want to think about it. Um. All right, I guess I guess we're done. Um, uh, I'm gonna play uh games. West Side is my gym today. For uh, those who don't know the game or don't know much about him, uh, you know this is this is kind of what you get from him. So we talking in coast to keep them off us. Trade go, toe it, 36, 
shots Don Julio got me loaded, don't think I'm not Go mob on niggas, mob figures, mob tricks Don't get your punk dads killed on Instagram live Nigga, my niggas ride, niggas bury you alive Let the bullets live inside, niggas ain't nowhere to hide It's survival what the fittest, boy you fucking with the Willis Glock 9 Blue Steel, host the rap, the chip, chip That was game, uh, West Side. Usual game. Um, so yeah, man. I, I guess that's all we got for today. We'll be back this week sometime. Yeah. Um, you got anything else? Um. No. All right. Uh, for throwback today, I'm gonna play this um Method Man song. This might be a gem to some people who don't aren't really hip to Method Man. Um. Uh, this is called Breakups to Makeups, and uh, we'll see you guys next time. You and I, till the day we die, day we die. Yeah, yeah. Ex-girlfriend, how you been? I see you still trying to fuck with other women, man. Remember when I first met you in my cousin's house? A week later, we was fucking on your mama's couch. Now it's been said that big girls, they don't cry. But they damn show lie. Look you in the eye, saying you they own me. You and I, till the day we die, said you never leave me lonely. Fly tenderoni, but you phony. Shit, a listen when my mama told me. Soon as I turn my back, you try to fuck my homies. That was then, this is now, I got a new friend. Ever since I cut them loose, since you wanna bone me. Add strife to my life. Pussy that'll make me think twice about leaving the wife even. Picture that, you ain't want me when you had me. Now you on your third baby daddy. And you hate to see a nigga happy. So you're trying mad ways to trap me. Looking at my girl nasty. Trying to throw the pussy at me. Look at this bitch over here trying to act like me. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
it's always you when your crusty ass crew be acting new. Let me find out you fucking with boo, and y'all gon' feel it. Waiting for the day that you front and catch a lump from my black butterfly. Dead on pack a lullaby, sleep on her. She said you bitches tried to creep on her in the mall and didn't know she had to reach on her. Pearl handle 22, my boo. She go ahead and walk her dogs and represent woo to the fullest. You and Hunk can shoot the fair one, I'll bring the bullet. You know what I'm saying? Stop playing. You and them dyke looking bitches acting like y'all jumping something. Go ahead with that bullshit. I'm Got tired of the games, the lies, the feeble alibis. Now you fucking with the next guy. A thug nigga, derelict, be acting bug nigga. Show this nigga mad love, but get no love, nigga. Stupid ass, plus I heard that he be beating on you. I seen him at the club cheating on you. With your best friend, got you stressing. And you stuck, pull your shoes up. All you need's affection. But you're headed in the wrong direction. Trying to make this nigga jealous with other fellas. All up in my face, acting overzealous. Like you want something from meth. I hope it ain't love, girl, cause I ain't got nothing left for you. Plus you miserable, and misery love company. Shit, I'm living comfortably. Don't need no nigga hunting me down for fucking rap with his kitty. Talk to him before my brother put a spark through him. Won't be pretty. The situation got my whole attitude shitty. And got you acting hot to ditty with your slut committee. You know I know, so go find another sucker, yo. I've been there, been, been done that before. And don't need it no more. That's my word. So go to your room with that dick. Well up. Tell that big head nigga you're wrong with the dude's shame. I'm still alive.